There's something very special that's going to happen today. If I were going to give a name for the Sunday that were a non-ecclesiastical name, I would call it International Sunday. We are going to have two chrismations today. We are going to chrismate Michaela, who is from Austria, and we're going to chrismate Kyoko, who is from Japan. Now, also, because it's International Sunday, I would like to welcome Rafi from San Luis Obispo. What's a foreign country? Now, what I want to do in this homily is I want to take you through the litany. You know, you can tell me all you want what you believe, but I'm going to listen to you when you pray, and then I'm going to find out what you really believe, because when you pray, your heart is going to speak. I spent many years with, with a, a liturgy, and we called it the We Just Liturgy. At least I call it the We Just Liturgy now. Lord, we just thank you for today. And Lord, we just want you to know that we love you. And Lord, we just think you're marvelous. And Lord, we just. And you know, that's not bad. But many times I would listen to my own prayer and I would say, I'm not really expressing the things I want to express. I was sort of in a rut. Well, you say, well, aren't you in a liturgical rut in your church? Well, yes, there's a certain sense in which that's very comfortable. I like driving in ruts on a muddy road. I'd rather be on the ruts than someone wouldn't you know, have you ever driven on many muddy, muddy roads. But I want to take you through the litany, the responsive prayer. That's what a litany is, a responsive prayer. The deacons do this, uh, and they'll take these petitions, and this is in the service that is provided for us by the archdiocese. It's the service for the chrismation of converts into the Orthodox faith. And in just a moment, Michaela and, and Kyoko will stand here with their sponsors, and the deacons will offer these petitions. But you need to hear these petitions. They need to hear them, but it isn't just they who need to hear them. You need to hear them. Everyone in here needs to hear them. First of all, you know, you kind of, those of you who were raised in the, in the Orthodox Church, you forget that you were chrismated because you weren't conscious when, you know, some of you were probably screaming your heads off when you got chrismated because they just pulled you up out of the water and you were, you were drip drying and, uh, and that's when you were chrismated. And so you don't have any memory whatsoever of your chrismation. And you know, honestly, folks, in many churches, the only chrismations you've ever seen are those the chrismation of babies that are being baptized. You haven't seen the chrismation of a whole lot of adults. And so today you're going to be much more conscious of it, but you need to be conscious of what happened to you, what was prayed over you at your chrismation. You need to know what happened at your baptism too, but you need to know what was prayed over you at your chrismation, particularly these prayers that are prayed today weren't prayed specifically, uh, they are not prayed specifically for babies at their chrismation. Probably the reason is that it just makes the service too long. By the time you start a baptism and then do the chrismation, I mean, you're talking about, you know, a, a 30, 35 minute service. And normally it's done after church and normally it's done with just the family present. And as you know, I don't like that. I want the family present. I want the whole family present at the baptism and chrismation. Like I love having the whole family here for the chrismation of Michaela and Kyoko.
Now, for the prayers. You know, they do the in peace, let us pray to the Lord. They say in peace, let... What's the next word? You can talk to me out loud. Let us pray to the Lord. Who? The two deacons? No, all of us. This is our prayer. All of us are praying these prayers for Michaela and Kyoko today. We are praying these prayers. All of us, we're praying these prayers for them. Now, as you listen to these prayers, it is very clear they aren't becoming a part of some club today. My brother one time, when he was relatively young, probably in the seventh or eighth grade, which made me probably in the first grade, organized a club and he called it the Boys Improvement Club. And they dug a, a basement underneath my dad's church. And uh, you had to take an oath to join the Boys Improvement Club. Well, the Boys Improvement Club dug a lot of dirt out, but they didn't do a whole lot else. But their little oath was an uh, oath of loyalty to the Boys Improvement Club. This ain't no Boys Improvement Club. Because you will gather in these prayers very quickly that this is an incredibly serious thing. And it is expected, Michaela and Kyoko and all of you, it is expected that we expect conflict. We expect expect difficulty. I am very often asked, what is the greatest single difference between what you experienced as a Protestant clergyman as you experience as an Orthodox priest? I do not look back on my years as a Protestant clergyman with disgust or despair or judgment or anything of the kind. I am very grateful for it. I'm grateful I'm here today too as an Orthodox priest. What's the biggest single difference? What's the biggest difference about being a Christian? What's your understanding of being a Christian? It's a war. It's a war. Now, I knew that as a Protestant Christian, believe me. But you know, you, you, you tended not to want to say that. You sort of tended to want to make it all sound sort of smooth. You know, well, and believe me, Protestant Christians, if they're really serious, they do know it's a war. They really do. It's not, it's not that they're trying to kid themselves, but they know down in their guts, yeah, this is, gonna, this is hard. There's some, there's some stuff here that we got to deal with. First petition, you know, we do the, the common stuff, the peace of the whole world, the good estate of the holy churches of God. See, that's, the, that's just to get the deacons in tune. No, it's not for that. Then we pray for our father and metropolitan Philip and our father and Bishop Joseph. Now listen. Not just, not just Michaela and Kyoko, all of you. That, through the anointment with the all-holy, beneficial, and all-perfect chrism. Chrism is oil. And it's called chrism because the word is just like the word Christ. What does the word Christ mean? It means the anointed one. What is chrism? It's oil that you use to anoint. It's anointing oil, okay? That through the all-perfect chrism, the divine power, oh boy, ladies, divine power may be granted to, your, to the servants of God, Michaela and Kyoko, who are now united unto the Holy Orthodox Church, unto the overcoming, here's the purpose, unto the overcoming and trampling down 
of all adverse wiles of the devil, Ephesians chapter 6, and of the assaults which come through the flesh and the world. It is understood that if you're going to be a Christian, you are going to have a conflict with the world, the flesh, and the devil, and it's a war. And if you don't have power, you're cooked. You're toast. You're done. You won't make it. I don't care how many times you resolve from now on I'm going to be a really good Christian. You're going to blow it. You need power, and that's precisely what we're praying that this chrism is going to do. By the way, this chrism isn't just some, you know, we didn't get this at Vons. This stuff comes from Damascus. You know, it's prayed, it's at the, this comes from the patriarchate. I mean, and it's done at a very special service. It's all prepared. I don't know what the recipe is, but there's a recipe. And the, the, not just for the, the physical ingredients, but there's a spiritual recipe for the prayers that go into it. This is not a special from Vaughn's. I'm, I have a Vaughn's club card, but this doesn't come with that. That they may be grant, granted power for the overcoming, oh, I love this, and trampling down. That sounds like victory to me, doesn't it? Don't you like the idea of trampling down all the wiles of the devil and the passions of the flesh and of the body? Let us pray to the Lord. Let who pray to the Lord? Us. Now, we're going to pray that. We're going to pray for that for you ladies today. We're going to pray that for you. Do you believe God answers prayer? Okay. They believe God answers prayer, and I know you do. So we're going to expect God to answer these prayers today. Next, in the kingdom of God, there's no sexist problem in the military. You see, in the kingdom of God, men and women are, are soldiers. We don't have men soldiers and then maybe some women in desk jobs. No, everybody's on the front. Everybody's in combat. So we are going to pray for them that they may be valiant and victorious soldiers of Christ our God through the power and effectual operation and grace and descent of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray to the Lord. Expect to go to war, ladies. And the rest of you, don't leave it just to them. They'll be good warriors. I want to tell you something about these two. They are very knowledgeable about their faith. Very knowledgeable. I visited with Michaela the other day, and I, I thought, my goodness, this woman... This woman knows the Bible. She was raised Roman Catholic, but she's obvious, she will tell you she spent a lot of time in free churches. I understand what a free church is. I was what would be called free church for many years of my life. Uh, one thing we did learn was the Bible, and we learned it well. These are knowledgeable women. But knowledge isn't enough. They're going to be soldiers. But we're all going to be soldiers, Rafi, since I included you today. You've got to be a soldier at Cal Poly. A soldier. The same thing that's happening to them happened to you. You were just a little dinky. But the same thing. All of you, you're soldiers. We just need that this grace be, be granted to them by the anointing of the Holy Chrism, the descent and the operation of the Holy Spirit upon them. And we say, let us pray to the Lord. Thirdly, now it's expected this is going to be difficult. It's simply a given. And here's the given. That they may remain steadfast and strong 
immovable in the Orthodox faith and in love and hope through the anointment with the most holy chrism all the days of their life. Let us pray to the Lord. Incidentally, you know, the deacons and I worked on this this morning, so since there's two of them and since we wanted to make a few changes, so it sounds right with two, but we didn't say that all the days of their lives. Do you know why we're not going to say all the days of their lives? Because there's only one life in here. And we all share that life. Whose life is it? It's Christ's life, and we all share in that. That's why, you know, if I could take the Scripture a little bit and maybe uh, add to it in a certain sense. Uh, in Christ there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, Japanese, Austrian, Lebanese, Syrian, American, but Christ is all and in all. We have just one life, just one life. We all share that one life. That's what it means to be a Christian, a Christian, a Christian, one of Christ's, okay, and it's going to be tough. And if you haven't found that it's tough yet, you aren't doing a very good job of living it. If you haven't found yourself in hand-to-hand -hand combat with the devil, then you gave up and quit. If you haven't found yourself in combat with your passions, you aren't even thinking. It's a war, and if you haven't found yourself in combat with those who want to attack your faith, then you haven't said anything about your faith. You know, one of the greatest tragedies I ever experienced in all my years on the college campuses of the United States and Canada, hundreds of campuses I was on spoke to tens of thousands of students. Not one time did I ever meet a student who said, I'm Orthodox. Isn't that incredibly tragic? Do you know I'll bet there were hundreds of them? But they weren't going to say it out loud. It's going to be difficult, so they need to, be, they need to stay steadfast and strong and immovable. How are they going to do that? I'll tell you how you're not going to do it. I am going to remain steadfast and unmovable. No, I'm going to do that through the anointment with the most holy chrism. You see, you can't do it by yourself. And how long is this battle going to go on? Well, I might as well tell you ladies up front, all the days of your life. Never going to quit. And it isn't just for those two. It's for every one of you sitting in here who professes the name of Christ, no matter where you come from. Now again, this one gets a little tougher that grace may be granted unto them through anointment with the most holy chrism to the end that with boldness and without fear and unashamed they may confess the name of Christ our God before all people and ever ready are you ready? and ever ready for his sake lovingly to suffer and to die. Let us pray to the Lord. Whoa! I didn't know that was what I was getting into. That's not what you get into by becoming Orthodox. That's what you get into by coming to Christ Jesus wherever you are. I don't care whether you're Catholic, Protestant, or whatever. If you truly came to Christ, that's what you signed up for. Jesus said, 
in the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. If they persecuted me, said Jesus, they will persecute you. Pretty simple, isn't it? The problem is, I don't like being persecuted. Especially if it hurts. You can say all you want that sticks and stones may hurt my bones, but words can never hurt me. Words hurt me. So do the sticks and stones. I'm pretty much of a wimp. What I need is the power of the most holy chrism, and that was done to the end, that with boldness and without fear and unashamed, oh boy, I'm looking for that from you women. I'm looking at that from every one of you and from me. That with boldness and without fear and unashamed, be ready ever to suffer lovingly and to die for his sake. Let us pray to the Lord. We're not done. We have two more I'm going to deal with. Two and a half. That they may increase in all virtues and prosper in the commandments of Christ our God through the anointing with the holy chrism. Part of being a Christian is to increase in virtue. You know, the word virtue is a word in both Latin and Greek. doesn't have quite the punch in English. In Latin and Greek, the word has, in Latin, the word virtus means power, strength. Virtue has power in it. It's not, it's not just an abstract thing. It's a dynamic thing. That they may increase in virtue, in the, in the good things they do. We want to live a godly and a godly life in Christ Jesus. We want to do what is right, what is good. That's what we want to do in our increase in virtue. Next, that with fear of God, they may preserve their souls in purity and truth through the anointment with the holy chrism. You know, you've got a soul. Every one of you got soul and body. Uh, we can argue if you want over body, soul, and spirit, forget it. Every one of us has it, body, soul, and spirit. We are body, so we are soul, we are spirit. Okay. You need to preserve your soul. You don't have the power to preserve your soul. You will fail miserably if you try to preserve your soul by yourself. That's why you need the holy chrism and the effectual operation of the Holy Spirit through that chrism that you may preserve your soul. You know, there is a verse in the scriptures where St. Paul says, I have to quote the whole verse, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will mount guard over your hearts and minds. That's, that's soul stuff. Hearts and minds, that's soul stuff. Through Christ Jesus. Okay, the peace of God is going to help guard you, but that isn't enough. You have to preserve your soul and body too. It's a synergism. It is a co-operation. It is a working together. And it's not just for those two. It's for everyone in here. There's days you forget to preserve your soul and body, right? There's days you actually go out and step on your soul. Sometimes it even isn't even the devil that gets you. You just wimp out. 
You just fail. You don't even think about it. Okay, last one. This is nice. That they may mature as perfect servants of the Lord God unto the measure, this isn't just for them, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, this is Ephesians chapter 4, word for word, that they may mature unto the stature of the fullness of Christ by the power and effectual operation and grace and indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray to the Lord. When we pray those prayers this morning, in just a moment, Will you include yourself in those prayers? Do you include yourself? Not just for Michaela and Kyoko, but for yourself and for us all.